Do you wish healthy eating could be easier? Do you want to be able to use nutrition to boost your brain health and mental health? Have you ever wondered how you could harness the power of your subconscious to make nutrition more natural for you? If you said yes to any of these, then you do not want to miss my interview with Isa Kuyavsky today. Isa is a functional registered dietitian whose mission is to help chronically stressed individuals rebalance their mind and body through the healing power of nutrition. Using mind and energy awareness, Isa not only teaches what to eat, but how to make eating right easier through the mind-body connection. If you're ready to harness the power of your mind-body awareness to eat right and feel better, then this episode is for you. Hey friend, welcome to the Better Belly Podcast. Do you want freedom from bloating and constipation? Do you find yourself up late at night Googling natural constipation remedies, causes for bloating, or recipes and exercises to help constipation? Are you frustrated with the mind game of trying to figure out what foods are helping or hurting your gut? Hey, I'm Allison, mom, wife, and functional gut health practitioner. At a young age, bloating and constipation were my constants. I didn't know what to do and wished I could just live a normal life focusing on my passions, my job, and my family. I was tired of abdominal pain that woke me up at night and wasting time and money on gut health remedies that just didn't work. Breakthrough moment, the functional medicine and osteopathic approach to gut health. In this podcast, you will find natural remedies for bloating and constipation, practical, doable belly exercises and massages, and debunked myths about what really is causing your tummy problems. So toss out those laxatives and say goodbye to that embarrassing gas. Your gut health is calling. And just as a reminder, this information is not meant to diagnose, manage, or treat disease. Always consult with your own health practitioner before you make any changes to your health. Awesome, guys. Well, I'm so excited to invite onto the podcast today my friend, Isa Kuyavsky. She is a nutritionist and a registered dietitian, an author, and a founder of Maya Nutrition. She and I got connected several years ago, and we recently reconnected, and it's been so much fun. Uh, she's a really she has a great background. She served for over 10 years in active duty in the Navy. And then she lost her veteran brother to suicide. And and since going through that, she has dedicated her career to helping people use food as medicine. And she's worked with a lot of veterans themselves, worked with, with veterans with TBIs, traumatic pain injuries, and PTSD. She's worked with individuals de with depression and anxiety, and even ex-NFL players with post-concussive injuries. So she has a wide variety of interesting experiences that she's had, and she's used food to help all these people get and feel better. She's also been featured in places like Mind Body Green, Well and Good, Food and Nutrition, Very Well, Thrive, Eat This and Live Strong, like so many amazing places. So I'm so excited to have Issa on to the podcast today. Issa, thank you so much for coming on to the Better Belly podcast. Thanks for having me, Allison. I'm so excited. And Issa, I would love for you to share with us. So I mentioned your your business name is called Maya Nutrition, which it has a beautiful sound to it, but it actually has a beautiful meaning as well. Would you share with our listeners just to start off what Maya means and, and why Absolutely. you chose it? 
It's I actually pronounce it Mia, but it's oh. uh it's no, it's completely fine because that's part of the story. It's um Mia is it's always been kind of my mom's nickname within the family. So it was a great way to kind kind of incorporate her, but also Mia M-E-A, um, the acronym stands for Mind Energy Awareness. And it was something that was very intentional when I named my business because I wanted to invoke that nutrition goes way beyond food. Um, thoughts can be nutrition. People can be nutrition for your soul, right? So something that was really true to me in my heart and I um, something I wanted to express to the clients that I work with. Awesome. So, and and I just remember you talking about your the name of your business and thinking, oh, it sounds so beautiful. Issa, I really like how with Mia... You you bring up this idea of mind. You said mind, energy, and awareness. Awareness. This idea that nutrition—it's anything we put into our body, right? How do you how do you work with clients on all three of those levels? What what does a typical session or or kind of series of coaching look like with you? Because I think a lot of people when they think of nutrition, they're like, I'm going to go to somebody and they're going to have me write out like a food journal, and then they're going to tell me all the things I'm doing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're going to whip me into shape. But what is it actually, how are you approaching things differently? And and how does that actually feel in your sessions? That's such a good, good question. And in order to answer that question, let me back up a little bit about my framework of my, um, of my practice. So the reason that I created Mia Nutrition was because I really wanted to focus on nutrition for mental health and, and well-being. So that's kind of where it started. Nutrition for mental health, when somebody hears that, it's a very bi-directional relationship, right? So on one hand, it could be your relationship with food and how your attitudes about food shape your eating behaviors, but it can also be flipped around to um, how the foods that you eat on a biochemical level help with your brain function and your mood balance and all of that. So um, when we think of mind energy awareness, yes, there's the mind that's captured in that there's your, you know, the, the energy of your body, because the body and mind are connected at the end of the day, but then there's also the self-awareness piece. So those are very core pillars of my practice. Um, and, and when I put it, put this together, um, into practice, after a while, after working with hundreds of people, I realized that I could distill it down to a three-part framework. And this is where I'll get into more of answering the question of how what a session with me looks like. And the three-part framework is uh, mind-body connection, um, nutritional medicine, and drainage and detoxification. So the first way that I start working with people is encouraging them not to look for external cues of what to eat, how to eat, when to eat, all of that stuff, but instead tune into their in internal God-given cues of um, their hunger cues, their satiety cues, their interoceptive awareness, right? So really trusting in, in the fact that your body is already kind of perfectly and biochemically designed with the mechanisms and hormones in place to help you eat when you're supposed to eat and help you eat what you're supposed to eat. Now, where a lot of people have become disconnected with that is when they lose that mind-body connection because of either diet culture or, you know, what they've been brought up um, hearing about all these conflicting nutrition advice is that they lose awareness of these cues and then they use 5% of their logical thinking and not the 95% of our subconscious thinking to inform their eating behaviors. So that first step um, uh, is to help them with that mind-body connection. 
um, help them to believe that they could heal, to believe that they could listen to their bodies and use that as a natural um, guide. Um, then we uh, also look at more of the um, medicinal nutrition piece, which uh, entails gut health, inflammation, actual nutrition deficiencies, your blood sugar balance. And we incorporate all that because although, yes, it's great to listen to your body, sometimes those cues could get mixed up if from a hormonal and biochemical level, things just aren't working like a well-oiled machine. So we have to use those things synergistically, the mind and the body, and help them work together. And then the last pillar of my practice is I talked a lot about the input, right? The input of nutrition in our body, but also looking at the output of the waste products that our body has to churn and process through every single day. A lot of people, yes, they're putting great things into their body, but they don't realize that their elimination pathways, the process of their body detoxifying on a regular basis is um, it, it's sluggish, right? It's, um, it's not, op the pathways aren't open, everything's not flowing. So that three part framework to me has really invoked kind of the totality of that holistic approach that somebody needs to really get better, feel well, look good, perform um, at their optimal. So hope that answers your question. No, it's great. So I mean, you're working I heard, you know, working on an awareness level, giving someone the confidence to be in their body again. And in the familiarity, what does it feel like to trust their own body cues and to reconnect with that and almost override this this mental training we have to be in our logical left brain side of things, which you mentioned, you know, this this, you know, people might be familiar with this concept of our brain kind of the RAM, the power of our brain is like an iceberg. Only 5% of the actual mass of the iceberg is above the above the water. And the rest of the iceberg is below the surface. And just because it's below the surface doesn't mean it's not there. Like our brains have this huge subconscious part that isn't what we are thinking as terms of you and I trying to get words out of our mouth, right? To communicate with each other. There's all this other information that we can in to be working on an intuitive base on all this other things. And it's called our subconscious. And so you're helping clients kind of reconnect with that confidence and working from that level. You're getting rid of any confusing signals like blood sugar imbalance, nutritional deficiencies. And so getting maybe into some of the nitty gritty of like, well, what are they eating? What could they be eating that would help them a little bit more? And then helping support them in talking about how can you basically detox? Can you tell me more? I It's so interesting when I, when I hear other practitioners talk about different pillars, like I talk about detoxing, but to me, I'm thinking of, you know, some specific things like castor oil packs or coffee enemas, or maybe a couple supplements I like to work with. What are things that you tend to work with? Cause I'm just, I'm just curious. Sure. Are you working primarily with food or are there other things that you like to yeah. lean on? I'm actually really glad that you answered this question because I think this is something that's, that's very important to talk about. Um, I think there needs to be more of a distinction between drainage and detoxification, drainage and elimination and detoxification, because one of them is the drainage and elimination is your body's natural process of turning over waste products daily. Detoxification is a much more intentional um, effort to bind to actual toxins in the body, like heavy metals and extract them out of the body, right? And the thing is the body can't detoxify if the elimination pathways aren't open. 
right? So if you think about um, the correct, uh, we could call it like an order of operations or a process or a hierarchy that we need to go down to actually help someone truly reset, detoxify, or as I like to say, give your body an oil change. We first need to, again, make sure that your, your elimination pathways are open. So stool, sweat, and urine. Things like, are you even having regular bowel movements and emptying out truly? Are you sweating on a regular basis to help with that um, lymphatic drainage? Um, is your brain turning over waste procs daily? So that's called glymphatic drainage, which is a newly studied term where the brain, you know, <laughs> turns over um, toxins, and, but that can only happen when you're in a state of deep sleep, right? So it's like all of these things need to happen together. You need to be able to sleep properly. Your body needs to produce energy. So it needs to make sure we need to make sure you don't have any nutritional deficiencies. And we need to make sure that you're having regular bowel movements. If, because if we're dislodging toxins from the body, but you're not having the bowel movements to be able to excrete of those on a daily basis, guess what, guess what's happening. They're being reabsorbed and they're being, um, you know, recirculated into the body and perhaps causing something like a Herxheimer reaction or, you know, so, so wreaking havoc in the body basically. Right. Cause now they're just on the loose. So we need to make sure that if we're truly wanting to detox in the way that detox is scientifically defined, we're going through like at least a four month protocol to do that because we want to follow that order of operations. And key is to not to make sure that we're actually not um, introducing changes too quickly, or someone might someone's body may not be able to keep up with that, right. So to answer your question about like, whether it's food, or um, supplementation, it's really both. So um, in my practice, I make sure that I do a thorough screening of somebody to, to check if they even need to detoxify, or if they need help with that, which because of the population I work with, um, they're highly stressed professionals. They usually do, you know. So um, I'm screening them and then I am educating them on um, foods that actually help with the detoxification pathways, like the liver and the kidneys, and also um, putting them on high quality herbal supplements that really help bind onto things like heavy metals, potentially parasites, potentially yeast or fungal overgrowths in the gut. No, I love it. I mean, and I mean, you you mentioned a lot of different systems that you're going to be at least thinking and talking through with your clients, mm -hmm. sweating, bowel movements, sleep. Uh, I love that you mentioned the glymphatic system. We've actually talked about all these deep drainage pathways. We had a whole drainage pathway series on the Better Belly podcast a couple months ago. And I talked about all these different systems and ways that I like to work with it. Um, mm -hmm. And the glymphatic system, That one of the things that we bring up just as like a side thought or side note here is craniosacral therapy is really helpful with. Because a lot of times, mm -hmm. if you have somebody who has had, there's a lot of things that can cause restrictions in your craniosacral system, but it's going to limit your brain's ability to detox, detoxify through cerebral spinal fluid. And one of the major ways, though, that 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 system gets totally disrupted is concussions. And it's interesting that that's one of your crossovers of interest that you have in the work and work that you've done. Um, and mm -hmm. that's something that I've really encouraged a lot of our listeners to get craniosacral therapy because it's going to impact their sleep and their brain detoxification and their focus and their mood and all sorts of things so that they can get the sleep so they can detox on a regular basis. Yes. Um, and then, and, and I don't know if you've ever heard of, of that in terms of craniosacral therapy, if we've talked about it before, but 
I mean, you're you're working on every level with a client, yes. not just like here, eat this food. No, no. And yeah, <laughs> absolutely. No, absolutely. And I think Allison, to be to be frank with you, I think this is why we also kind of align right in our philosophies because we re- we recognize that even something as simple as the gut and the brain are connected, right? You mentioned the um, compromised glymphatic drainage in individuals with um, like traumatic brain injury or, or concussion um, that can miswire signals to the gut and create gut, gut dysbiosis or an imbalance of good, bad bacteria that could cause, you know, a uh, compromise in the, the lining of the gut wall that could cause things to leak out of the gut. And guess what? Those things that leak out of the gut can now kind of cross the blood brain barrier and cause inflammation in the brain. Right. So there's so many different things that we have to, um, factor in, in, into the, the whole care and, um, yeah, helping, helping a client really heal, feel better and create, um, a new identity for themselves and a new life. Yeah. And I think that even just listening to this podcast, I'm sure is helpful and turning on the lights for some people of like, what would it really be like to work with a really holistic nutritionist? Cause I think a lot of times nutritionists, um, not to knock them, but who work in a, like a hospital setting, they're only really allowed. They're they're only supposed to talk about just food, what you're putting in your body, things mm-hmm. like that. But if you're working with someone like yourself, who's looking at a lot more things, they can expect to have a much bigger package and a much bigger awareness where you might say, Hey, look, your relation, you eat, you eat what you're supposed to eat, but it's maybe other things going on that are, are causing problems. And you would see some of those holes. One thing I want to, one thing I'm interested in talking about, I mean, you have an explicit interest in people with mental health problems, whether that's anxiety, depression, PTSD, stress, um, that's kind of on their, on their minds. Do you come across people who, um, either reach out to you or you hear them talking and they, 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 want help with their mental health, but they don't quite see, well, how could working with a nutritionist like really make me feel better? Like in almost like a disbelief, like, can you actually help my stress? Do you see that? And, and if so, what are some of the things that you talk about, um, either directly to those people or how do you think about, um, someone who might be struggling with could working with a nutritionist really help my mental health? Like really, You know, that's, that's actually such a great question. And um, sidebar is I've thought about that a lot too, because I do kind of, you know, the messaging of my, my work is, you know, nutrition for mental health, but obviously it goes way beyond that. And I don't even think people are um, making, a lot of people are even making that connection to even, to even look for that type of service. Right. So, um, but if somebody were to come, come to me and not really understand, but be intrigued, because a lot of people are intrigued. I think many people have fundamentally realized that the food that they put into their body does affect the way that they think and feel and show up in the world. Um, I would encourage them to think about, um, the side effects of simple things, like even a nutritional deficiency could, could, you know, scientifically backed data to show that um, uh, even a nutritional deficiency in your B vitamins or even vitamin D can lead to depression or anxiety, right? Or um, this is something that I have recently incorporated more into my practice is nutrigenomics. How does your genetic makeup influence your nutrition and and the um, the differing amounts of micronutrients that your body even needs? So um, there are uh, genes that influence different enzymes like MTHFR or, or COMT um, that they they influence the individual's ability to 
make things like neurotransmitters or to, mm-hmm. to, to be able to de- detoxify properly, right? So kind of wor- working within the realm of um, those things that are measured and um, backed by, you know, by the literature is something that I will talk about first to kind of get a little bit more buy-in to the fact that um, nutri- nutrition is, is such an important piece. I mean, even our neurotransmitters, which dictate the state of our mood and our focus, neurotransmitters are proteins made of amino acids. And if we don't get enough of those amino acids, then we can't manufacture those neurotransmitters properly. If our if our gut is imbalanced and many of our neurotransmitters are primarily produced in the gut, then guess what? We are not thinking in the way that, and, and feeling the way that we want to in, in our brain. So, um, yeah, I, I, uh, encourage them to explore some of the, the resources that I offer that are actually free on my website. And from there, they can really start to make that connection. Tell me more about the free resources. Yeah, so I have a pre-recorded masterclass that's available if you go to um, mia mea nutrition.com slash links that will lay out all of these things that I'm about to tell you. Um, but yeah, um, a free masterclass called Mental Health Nutrition. I have a free health mental health nutrition um, PDF or guidebook that um, that just really simply lays out the ways that nutrition and mental health are connected. Um, and I also do offer free consults to anyone who's kind of on the fence about um, uh, about how this work can impact them in a positive way. And just so our listeners know, we will have these as links in the show notes, of course. Um, but I, I want to play devil's advocate for a moment, um, Issa. Yeah. Because I've definitely had clients come to me before and they say, you know, I've definitely have got problems going on, but my primary concern is mental health. And if if I work with you, will my mental health get better? And I've, and I don't like you, we we can't in medicine, we can't make promises. Like what we can say is I'm going to clean up your body and that should set you up to feel better, but like we can't make promises. But one of the things you said, and one of the things I tend to hear is people sometimes if they're aware of some of the literature on kind of food and mental health, they might be aware of nutritional deficiencies, and so one of the one of the things I've heard people say is, well, can't I just take a supplement to get that B vitamin or get that vitamin D and not have to work with you? Like, why why do I have to work with you? So I want to want to want to play that devil's advocate. How would you respond to? Can't I just take a supplement? Why do I have to work with you if I want my mental health to get better? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, supplements can definitely work for some people. We 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 do have to um, realize though that deficiencies are just one small part of what could be throwing your body off off of balance. Sorry. Um, I talked about, you know, your genetic makeup. I talked about briefly about blood sugar, blood sugar balance. If, you know, if you're craving sugar and and you don't know why that, yes, I mean, a lot of people tend to um, blame that on willpower. I don't think that's, that's necessarily um, has to do with willpower. That has to do with the chemistry of your body. Um, it could even be due to uh, a yeast or candida overgrowth in your gut. I'm just kind of throwing out random things here. But um, and I would also challenge the whole the supplement thing and say, you do you even know what supplement you need? Right. This is why we have um, some functional lab tests that we can provide to be able to pinpoint and not overburden the body with extra things that it now has to go and process through. Also, a quick um, word about like a food first approach is that 
nature has has Okay, let me let me rephrase that. <laughs> there is something of, to, to be said about the synergy of whole foods, right? I I truly believe that there is a um, non-random uh, kind of like like food has come together in a non-random way where the sum of its parts is greater, the sum total of its constituents <laughs> is greater than extracting or isolating just one nutrient from you know, from the food or whatnot in, in the form of a supplement, which may not even be what you think, what you think it is. The supplement industry is highly unregulated. So it's, it's very important to, um, use brands that are, uh, of high quality and have a good reputation. So, yeah, I think that, um, I think that there's a, a lot of factors that could be missed if, yeah. if somebody thinks that, um, a supplement will solve their problems. I also want to just back up and say that yes, mental health issues can be due to situational and circumstantial reasons. 100%. It's not all biochemical. It's not all chemistry. And I don't want to, um, I don't want to come across and say like, this will be the cure all or, or the end all to your problems. Right. Because I don't think it's either, or I think it's both. And they both need to be the adjunct and work together um, to create the best result for somebody. One thing I'd like to tell clients uh, who do work with me is, you know, make sure if 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 you've done the counseling and you've done the medication and you've done, you know, weeding out toxic people in your life and you've done whatever you could do for the kind of classic um, mental health, taking care of yourself in a, in a through psychological help, if that has only gotten you so far and you're really plateauing, you feel like you're just banging your head and trying the same things over and over again, trying new counselors and trying new group therapy and trying, 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 and you're just spinning your wheels, that there's an increased uh, likelihood that you are, have a biochemical component that could be this, this combination of food and pathogens and toxins and poor drainage uh, or drainage pathways that aren't very open. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing yeah. that I've that I've said, but I just wanted to hear your take on it because I know that that can be a um, a little bit of okay. I understand. Well, why can't I just do it on my own? And and part of the thing is is the other thing that I that resonated with me at least that I find is true in my own health, let alone when I'm working with other people, is that they can only see a very small slice of the pie, and it's our jobs as an outsider to help them see what they might be missing, even though it might seem like such a simple solution. Mm -hmm. Most of the time people are like, why didn't I see that? Cause it's, cause it is obvious. Like when it, when it gets down to it, everything's like the most right answers always seem obvious or self mm -hmm. self evident. Um, yeah. but it takes somebody else getting you there to say, okay, now I can weed through all the other things, all the other blog posts and all the other thoughts I've had and all the things I've tried and really get to what, what, what I really need. I know. I, I thank you for saying that. Right. Because to a lot of my clients, I say I, I, it's not necessarily that you don't have the information at your disposal on on Google even. Right. It's the fact that you can outsource that to me and have me tell you exactly what um, you need to do step by step so that you don't have to focus on this every day and you can focus on the things that you're passionate about. Right. And at the same time, like you don't know what you don't know. Like I just found out um, a couple, like several months ago that I have a genetic mutation that predisposes me to depression, anxiety, 
um, I have a family history of suicide. I would have spent thousands of dollars years ago to have somebody enlighten me about that fact about myself because it's so easily like treatable. It's so e- like, right. It, I have to take this one supplement more so than someone else does, but just even doing that has s- such such a big astronomical change in the way that I show up. And if I had known that I could have taken away years of struggle that I had to go mm-hmm. through just to find that out on my own after like years of, of my own education and being eventually privy to the fact that that's, that's a thing, you know? <laughs> yes. Yes. It takes away this, this self blame. You mentioned willpower as a component of like sugar cravings. Yeah. I, I, I think I've, I've covered so many times on this podcast, how willpower is not, is rarely, uh, my, the problem with my clients when it comes to sugar cravings or, you know, it's, it's actually microbiome imbalance it's blood sugar imbalance, it's insulin resistance, and we can help all of that go away. And then they suddenly realize there's this like light in their eyes. It, like it wasn't me. It wasn't my fault. It wasn't that I'm just some nasty person who likes being anxious. You know, it's not that I'm unteachable or that I'm stubborn or that I'm stuck. It's just that there was this missing piece of information and everybody else could, you know, get from this you know, cross this bridge, but I just didn't have a bridge to even cross, you know? So right. yeah. building that link and and it's something small, you know, um, I have several clients and even a couple of colleagues who done gene work and discovered one supplement they need like twice as much of that they just would have yeah. never gotten that, right. you know, because it's just not your, your, your quote unquote, like general or generic good advice. It, it doesn't fall under that because it's not generic. It's specific. Right. And that's why I want to say like to anybody who feels like all their lab work, routine lab work is normal. And the doctor says like, everything's normal. You're perfectly healthy. But you, I I like to say you're the master and hero of your own body. If you feel like something is off inherently, it's because something is off. Right. (laughs) And I, I felt that way. So for so many years, I was like, there's something like not completely in balance within me. And uh, I don't want to be a hypochondriac and like everything, you know, seems normal and everybody tells me I'm perfectly healthy, but I just don't feel like something is completely right. And when I found out about this genetic mutation, obviously, like it's not ideal, but it was almost like, yes, like I was right. You know, I um, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, so I just want to tell everybody like you're not alone and um, there there are ways that you can be helped that go beyond the confines of like traditional medicine. For sure. Um, Moving in from this conversation of disbelief, what I would like to hear is what are some stories of clients you've worked with? I would just love to hear like as much or as little as you want to share of clients who came to you struggling with mental health stuff, whatever the nature of that was, and maybe a little bit even briefly of what you had to do or whatever you want to say on that. And then where they ended up, how long it took them, where, where they're at now. Um, what are some of your favorite stories of client experiences that you've had? Yeah, definitely. And I, and I want to just preface this by saying like, um, yes, I work a lot with individuals with mental issues, but also um, with gut health issues as well. That's, those are cases that I, I like to work with two or people with like fatigue or, you know, um, low energy. But um, for example, I worked with somebody, she was going through, um, she had egg 
eczema. She had a lot of eczema. She had, she was having episodic, you know, depression, anxiety. She had a lot of um, weight gain that she, she felt like she couldn't let go of. Um, Not that she was hyper-focused on losing weight, but it just, there was an imbalance in her and something didn't make sense. Right. So we worked together um, for like six months to a year. And she was really able to naturally lose about um, 40 pounds by lowering her inflammation. Cause a lot of it we think was inflammation. Her skin got so much better. She has a new lease on life, right? She doesn't feel kind of weighed down by her, um, by, by the mood symptoms that she was going through. Her energy is, is higher. Uh, she's able to, she's a dancer. So she was able to get into, um, a school that she's really happy with, um, in their dance program. So yeah, that was the example of a, a great client shift, um, that I saw another individual that I worked with. He had a, um, he had a history of a traumatic brain injury, but he was trying to, he just felt so sluggish, so weighed down. His stomach was completely distended and inflamed for many years. You know, like those really hard stomachs that he just like, he didn't feel well at all. He was having like diarrhea every day. Um, We were, we actually didn't even make that many like astronomical shifts, but he was consistent. He did what I told him to do. He lowered his inflammation and in three months time, he lost about 40 pounds. His skin was glowing. He, he felt like a different person, right? So, um, uh, his depression was gone. So those are a a couple of client cases that I like to share because it's really awesome to see how yes, individuals health rebalances, but as a result of that, they become a new identity. And that's really what we're after, right? To help people live a healthier, happier life. No, that's so good. Um, Do you have any stories of anybody with mental health stuff going on? Um, Other than the ones that I shared. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, those two people both had, I didn't know. You You listed a lot of stuff other than mental health things going on, and, and it actually didn't sound primarily mental health to me. Oh, oh, I mean, yes, because there's like a constellation of symptoms, right? But yeah, sure. I did mention the two. They they did have um, depression, okay. but I mentioned that within. You could cut this out, but yeah, oh, I no, mentioned that. When I, I will. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So, so you had these two people who both had depression going on in their lives, but of course they have all these other things going on. I mean, how could you not? And sometimes people think, well, I'm depressed. Of course I'm overweight because I don't want to go out or I don't want to, I don't want to eat right or whatever it is, but it's not so much tackling the depression first. You just tackle whatever it is, the, the weak points. You know, in, in my work, I always say healing opportunities. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he right. found the healing opportunities in FDN language, uh, helps them lower their inflammation because you address those healing opportunities, whether it was, you know, nutrition, nutritional imbalances or whatever was going on with them. And then mm-hmm. their body just magically start, quote unquote, it feels like magic, right? 
losing mm-hmm. weight, skin gets healthier, um, you know, and then, and then the depression or the mental health aspect of it just lifts. And so it's not about needing to tackle these things head on. Mm-hmm. But saying what about your what about your body makes it a bad environment for you to you to be in like your brain your heart your organs what about your body's your your mm-hmm. all those organs are telling you um hey this is this is not a great environment for us to be in we feel slightly toxic all the time um and i often say you know skin problems is a huge thing that i see in our clinic and mm-hmm. they just go away because the skin is a nat- it's it's one of the body's main detox pathways. And so if you are not detoxing well through pooping and peeing or you have an excessive amount of toxins you're dealing with, guess where it's going to go as an overflow? Your skin. And your skin's like, we are not designed to handle this. So it's the acne mm-hmm. and it's the rashes. So again, it kind of seems magical to these people and to our clients, honestly, to us too, right? It's mm-hmm. like, Absolutely. I just want to cry every time someone gets better. You're like, yeah. Yeah. So no, thank you so much for sharing those stories. I, I think stories help ground people in, okay, you say all these nice things, but like, tell me about some actual people who came into your doors and like mm-hmm. had these problems. So um, one of my last questions that I love asking any of our guests is if you could have everyone know one thing about your area of expertise, what would it be? Ooh, I feel like what I'm about to say is really cliche, but I would say that um, I would say that healing is nonlinear, right? So um, yes, you can work with somebody for about six months and you can have a new lease on life, but life has its ups and ups and downs. So it's really about what you kind of do with with the information that you're um, that you're instilled with. That makes the biggest difference over time. And I keep using the word identity right? One of the the pillars that I mentioned, mind-body connection, yes, we mentioned like the internal cues, but I think if you can create and get clear on the identity that you're trying to become, Mm -hmm. then your subconsciousness over time will be able to create a roadmap, a blueprint, and reverse engineer that in a way that you would not expect. So um, yeah, I I guess healing is nonlinear and create that clear picture of the identity that you want to become. I love that second one. I haven't had anyone say that on the podcast yet, but it's true. And I think I see this in my clients. I've seen it in myself. When you've been sick so long, you can't quite imagine. I mean, you can imagine in a sort of wishy way, like, I really wish I wasn't in pain all the time, or (laughs) I wish I could wake out of bed, wake up in the morning and have energy. Like there's this vague concept, but to actually say, I actually believe it's possible and to pursue it as if it's, as if it could be possible is like a whole different level. And I think a lot of times what I see is if you don't have a solid concept of 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 allowing yourself to pursue that identity as crazy and far off as it might seem to allow yourself and say, I need to I need to run after this identity and have a clear idea of what this person is like, what they feel like, what they look Mm -hmm. like, um, what's going on in their life when you then follow that, it means that you could say when you get the opportunity to work with someone like you, someone like me, or whoever it is that they need to work with, they can say yes. Rather than saying, what I see is if you don't have that identity set and you're not running after it and letting yourself letting yourself actually run after it and you're kind of pulling in and saying, well, I want to stay safe or well, what if it doesn't work? That's what happens. If you're if you're not saying, I have to run after this because this is who I really am and I'm going to, I'm going to, 
make the wisest choice I can with as much knowledge as I can, but like move, actually Mm -hmm. move forward. Then if you're not doing that, you're just going to say, well, I heard this nice lady on a podcast and she sound, she actually like, I was actually really connecting with what she's saying, but uh, it might not work. And what if I actually don't get better? And you just get, you kind of shrink again, right back into your little hole of, Mm -hmm. of kind of fear. And so I, I I identify with that because I feel like that's something that I've had to do in my own life and I see is honestly the breaking point with a lot of clients that I work with. It's not it's not them getting labs done, which we love at Better Belly. It's not, you know, the supplements, it's not the nutrition change. Mm-hmm. It's them way, 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 way back at the beginning saying, Yes, I believe I can get better. I'm gonna move forward because I, I'm chasing after that identity. I can see so clearly in my mind. Yes. Thank you so much. Um, yes, you have to believe that you can heal. You have to believe that you can change or the change is not going to happen. Right. So, uh, yes, I completely agree. Awesome. Well, Isa, I know we're going to have listeners who are going to want to connect with you further. How can our listeners connect with you after listening to this podcast episode? Absolutely. So um, again, my my company is called Mia Nutrition, M-E-A Nutrition. So you can find me on meanutrition.com. I, I do suggest you go on meanutrition.com slash links, L-I-N-K-S. That will um, direct you to some some free resources I have and a free consult with me as well. Wonderful. And we have plenty of links where people can follow you, stalk you, and connect with you that you've shared with us. So Issa, thank you so much for coming onto the Better Belly Podcast. It's been fun to have you on here after just knowing each other for years now, several years. Yes. And thank you so much for your time today. Thanks, Allison. I had so much fun. Hey friend, I hope you loved this episode. If you've been a fan for a while or newly loving this podcast, can you do me a favor? Drop into Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. When you leave a review, you do so much. You help me know you're listening. You can tell me what you're loving so I know what to make more of. And you help others by boosting this podcast so other people like you can find the podcast too. I mean, it's a win, 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 right? So if you want a way to pay it forward, just go to Apple Podcasts or click the link in my show notes and leave a rating and review. And if you want some more free stuff, just head over to my free Facebook group, betterbellytherapies.com slash Facebook, and you can get access to all of my free support for you, including some Facebook group exclusive stuff like my podcast episode vault, where you can search the Better Belly podcast by topic and find exactly what you need to expedite your healing. I cannot wait to see you in there. Catch you guys next week.